Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's easy to sum it up. We're talking about practice. Because it's about as casual as it gets. What's the problem now? That's a clown question, bro. I think we ought to be in at least. World champions! Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. Philadelphia, looking as only you can look. Woo! Here we go, here we go. And good evening, everybody. I'm going to say good afternoon. I'm so excited for the show. Everyone, good evening. My name is Eric Perugini. This is a a very special uh, show tonight. It's a collaboration with the Philly Philly podcast and uh, the Sports City Chefs show, the the roundtable sports show that that they they have. Um, Again, I'm Eric Perugini. My uh, co-host, Chris Lehiff, will be joining us in just a, a minute. And uh, tonight we are uh, joined by Barry and Ty of Sports City Chefs. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? I am good. I'm good. TP, how you feeling, brother? Took off my blazer and loosened up the tie. That's all I'm feeling. All right. How's everybody feeling? <laughs> nice. you know, we good. You know, the villains in the house, you know, got the mask off so everybody can see the raw flesh. Uh, <laughs> you know, the hero versus the villain. Good always wins, but every good hero needs a villain. And I got the best hero in the world. So nice, nice, nice. So, gentlemen, um, I mean, we really didn't get a chance to speak too much before the show about what we wanted to actually touch on tonight. So, I mean, I'm going to let you guys start it off. What, uh, what uh, what would you like to touch on tonight? I mean, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm watching my Knicks go up big on the Charlotte Hornets, then go take the take a a big you know downturn. Now we're back up again. <laughs> uh, NBA's heating up. You know, we got the Ravens and Dolphins. That was a, a snooze fest. You know, last night. Uh, but you know, I don't know. TP, where do you want to go with it? What do you want to talk about tonight, man? I mean, if you want, we could talk about all the drama that's headed for the Raiders uh, upcoming after everything that went down, especially with the news that we heard today that Gruden's actually looking to sue the NFL and uh, Roger Goodell, how much news this can make. And um, I think he's aiming big. So this is something that I, I feel like we could start on and looking at the Raiders, how they're sitting atop the AFC West and how this could actually end up spiraling downward. Not only did they lose their coach, they lost a the receiver. They also lost a the cornerback. 
with this cornerback pulling out guns on social media and threatening people, things of that nature. This could actually either make or break their season. They could actually use this as energy or they could actually fall apart and, you know, people hang that mantra of this being the Raiders as usual. So, I mean, we could go there, but that's up to you. I mean, I, I cook if y'all like to eat. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, it's a great place to start because um, I saw that news come forth. Um, Gruden's got his cons- conspiracy theory kind of um, in tow, I, I guess you can say, uh, to TP's point, um, suing the NFL and Roger Goodell. But Roger Goodell is a puppet for the NFL owners. So, I mean, you can sue him all you want. But, um, you know, trying to say that, you know, his emails were leaked, you know, it was convenient that his emails were the only ones leaked and then pressured him into, you know, losing his job. Um, it's an ugly situation. It's only going to get messier as time goes on, Eric. Oh yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. Um, and don't get me wrong. Gruden deserves and like what happened to him, you know, he's part of that whole thing, you know? So, I mean, he, he, he doesn't have clean hands. But I, I do like the stance he's taken here with saying, well, you know what? You singled me out. I'm coming at you guys. I'm coming for you, Goodell, because like you said, he's complete puppet to the owners. Um, I'm not so sure what's going to happen with that, whole, with, with that whole thing, but I want to see these other emails. I want to see who else is named. I mean, who, who else is in there? And, I mean, this is, this is very damning for the NFL, especially if – you know, let's just throw it out there. Say somebody like Jerry Jones is involved in this. You know, if, if there's emails of him involved, you know, I mean, it's the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, you never know. So I'm I'm intrigued by it. But I, I do like the stance where, where, like you said, Barry, where Gruden's saying, you know what, you're destroying my reputation. I Everyone knows that I'm not the only person involved in this. So I'm coming for you. And, I mean, I kind of respect him for it. He's not rolling over, you know, but – I mean, again, he, he's getting what he deserves, but I like the stance he's taking. The, yeah, the I, crazy part about this is is the craziness of everything that he got into. I mean, he went through three different dynamics of his conversation. And I agree with him because everybody should be on the line. It shouldn't just be him. But it's that secret society, and there's a difference between millions and billions. So they're saving billionaires behind, including potentially Snyder or whatever owners that he could be in sync with including his brother also because Jay was a part of the uh, organization at some point with the Washington football team. So there could be many more names. But now if that also pulls his brother in the line, I mean, you may be hurting family too. So this is a lot that they have to worry about, not only just him or the owners that he may have been in sync with or the secret society that they have behind the scenes that they could talk about each and everybody, whether they're a minority descent or their preference or whatever they want to choose to talk about. Everything has to be on the line. And I agree with him. 650,000 emails, you only caught mine? Everybody needs to be out here. But then again, I mean, it's rightfully so. How many people that you have to deal with? You have a a gay player on your team uh, being called NASA. And you have a ton of African-American players on your team. So it's like, how did you feel about this? And then you have guys like Keyshawn Johnson that spoke out about how he had damning situations toward minorities himself. So there's a, a line of players that have actually spoken against this situation. So it's like there's smoke, but I get it that they need to pull out everybody out of that doggone fire. Cause believe me, the NFL is starting to burn. right? Now. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't feel like I, when the news came out, I think it was a week ago, TP. I don't know if we, me and you talked about it on one of our shows, sports city chefs network that, um, you know, it was a cover up because 
they just came out and flat out said, oh, those emails, those 650,000 emails are not going to be released. It's like, excuse me? Like, you do this whole investigation, only the emails to Gruden come out, everything else is just going to get swept under the rug because the shield. The shield is is everything that can protect this whole that's the whole situation. It's like nothing can, is above the shield. And it at some point now you're going to talk about probably Congress getting involved or something to to make put the pressure on the NFL to release this information because to your point TP, I totally agree with you where there's smoke there's fire. Yeah, I mean the, yeah, like you just said at, at 600 and Oh, 50,000 emails. It, 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 not just him. It's it just absolutely not just him. And, um, yeah, it's, and I agree with you too. Congress might have to get involved. I mean, it, it, it if they get involved, there's going to be some, there's going to be a lot of people that are, like, they're going to be throwing their computers out the window and, 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 turn wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's that same old story. I mean, you're talking about um, women that were, were, you know, accused of misogynistic stuff that was going on, just not even with Gruden, with, with Snyder, right, and his whole regime, and nothing's, nothing's happening. Nothing's going to happen about it. This whole investigation. So what, what was the point of the investigation if nothing was going to come out? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you're telling me you didn't find anything with those emails. All you found was Gruden. That's it. And now you're – that's it. It's all done, swept under the rug. On to Monday Night Football. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, that's that. That's what they do. That's what they do. And and like, like like TP was saying, you know, it's there's there's that whole society. You know, there there's all that's every, everything like that. And it's sad. It's it's really sad. You know that you have still in today's day and age that this this kind of stuff is still going on behind the scenes in pro sports. And like you just touched on, like the whole Washington thing, like they were basically pimping out their cheerleaders, and nothing happened. Nothing right. happened, uh, and it's disgusting. Honestly, it really is. Just so, think about this. Just think about this. At that point in time, he was doing that quarterback special for like Monday Night Football, right? So that means he's in line with all thirty-two teams. Mm-hmm. Just think about all thirty-two conversations or end of the line conversations he's having. Where it's it's tea that's being spilled in the middle of the conversations. Whereas shh, don't tell anybody I said it. And now it's like it's coming back around to come and get you. Now that you are signing a hundred million dollar contract, you in front of a city of a Las Vegas, where this is the party line city for everybody, including myself. I, I'm gonna damn myself and say this. I go there every year as much as I possibly can because I love to enjoy myself. But you have NFL athletes that are on top of the world. And you have to direct the situation as best as possible. And you're not fit to do this because you're one-sided. You see this as, you know, I'm on top of the world and I'll deal with these guys for 17, 18 weeks now. 18 weeks now. If we get to the postseason, great. I get some more money out of this and then it's back into the sunset. And I could talk about you, your mama, and your cousin too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no. Now, now, now so this, this is what happens. You the outcast, all right? So if you want to be big boy or, or Dre 3000, you want them shoes you could wear. And um, now I don't think you'll ever get a job around the NFL. And now that you're coming for the NFL, and now that you're coming for Goodell, you better get ready to start coaching high school football because I don't think that any college team is going to mess with you also. I think that this is going to be a situation where you're done with football. I don't think any of these networks will try to put you up there, whether it's Monday Night Football or 
Thursday night football or Sunday night, however they do it. I don't think they're going to touch you because now you have baggage, like not just a bag. Mm-hmm. You got baggage around you now. And um, people have to get accustomed and comfortable with what you're saying at the end of the day. And I, I don't think it's, it's anywhere near for him to step near any sport because you have an agenda at the end of the day. I don't, I don't know how he would think he would be able to get another job. He's a pariah. Like I've always said it, like, I don't believe in cancel culture. I believe in capitalism, right? If they can make money with him, they would hire him, right? Um, they can't make money with that guy right now. There's no way. So that's why he, if there was, he, he wouldn't be suing the NFL because he'd be in bed with them in, in the next, you know, the next iteration of the season or what have you. He can't make money off them. He, they can't make money with him. So now he has to sue. There's no way he can get another job. Not not for a couple of years. And and not, there's there's not enough people to go to bat for him. I mean, Derek Carr has kind of gone to bat for him and not and not more or less gone to bat, but kind of said, you know, we need to, you know, forgive and move on. You know, he said that with with Gruden, and then he said that with Henry Ruggs the third. It's like even still, you still can't make money with that guy. So it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's and and you just touched on the the Henry Ruggs that that whole situation. I mean that that's I mean that's another one. Like that guy's career is is done. It's over, over, it's over. And it's over. it's a damn shame because he had so much talent and he just one stupid thing. And look, look at that, you know. And I mean that it is that that's that's a damn shame. And and the the Raiders are just a, a hot mess right now. And it's. It's really sad because I, I, I love watching the Raiders. I, I always did. You know, a cousin of mine was a big Raiders fan, so every time we got a chance to watch them, we would. But, man, they, they are just a, they are, they're just in turmoil right now as a franchise. Yeah, I, I can't remember who it was, um, but somebody I – can't, I can't remember who it was, forgive me, but t- talked about how um, he was in a, a car accident drunk driving and um, – didn't hurt anybody, almost lost his life. So he always talked to players, including Henry Ruggs, about mm-hmm. the dangers of drunk driving. And for this to happen, um, it's just unfortunate. You know, my prayers go out to the families uh, of the victim that, was, you know, lost their life. But um, to hear, like, the, the lawyer's defense to come out to, you know, oh, they didn't respond quick enough to put out the fire. It's just like, oh, my God, like it's at that point you don't want to hear anymore. You know what I mean? You just really don't. It, it's sad at this point. It's really sad. <laughs> All right. So I'm in the conversation. I'm in the conversation. So now, listen, he, he there's got to be an accountability factor. You know, listen, I understand all the athletes, you know, Devontae Smith's getting a little bit of heat because he tweeted out, you know, Brandon Graham got a little bit of he didn't get too much heat. He was he, I was listening to him on the radio with Howard Eskin, and I don't know if you if you guys have ever listened to Brandon Graham talk. The, the guy's really he's such a character, and you know it's it really is like he, he Brandon Graham when he gets a radio show when he retires, listen to it because he's really good. But like they were like they were they were saying like. Having the speed, having that Corvette, like, and how fast it goes is like, you don't know what, you don't know what power you have. He says it doesn't make it right, but you know, that that power. And he, and then he ended it. Well, with that being said, 
He's got the Uber credits from the NFL players. Like, like it's part of their contract. They get free drives everywhere. Yeah. Like I, I, I it's still bananas to me that he, that he did it. And for the lawyer to say, you know, that the, the people didn't get there quick enough. He drove at 156 miles an hour. When his car bag deployed, it was 127 miles an hour. I can't imagine. It had to sound like a missile hitting. It had to. Like hitting that car. Like just I not that I want to hear the bang, but that's gotta be brought up in court how loud the bang was. Right. He actually um they have a little bit of footage, not at the actual incident when he hit them, like when he was driving up to them, but on a street where he was coming up to that area where he was going at one fifty six, he's flunked. Like that car looked like it's about to lift off the ground. And from what it looked like, it looked like he hit her on coming. So it's like not only that, they're at a light and not expecting it. And that's what happens in a lot of those casualties of an incident like that. People are at a calm because they're at a stop. They're not at a heightened situation where a person that's under the influence goes into this situation. Their heart is racing, blood is pumping. They hit them. And normally a lot of times the people are under the influence, they actually survive. And the person that's not at fault actually ends up leaving or passing away because this is just so sudden. So this yeah. is something that I think about along the lines of what Henry Ruggs was up to and, and you know, his uh, lady friend that was there basically was apologizing. So it, it feels like she may have done something to distract him. But it's like, I mean, he's the one that's the driver. He's under the influence. You have to use better judgment at the end of the day. And like I said, I forget the intersection, but I think it's somewhere near Flamingo. It's like almost every three or four blocks is a stoplight. Bro, why are you going 105, 156 miles an hour for what? To where? Vegas is not leaving. Wherever you're trying to go in Vegas, it's going to be there. The party stops stops no time. Like, it's 24 <laughs> hours of nonsense or, or fun, in my my opinion. But it, it, this is tough. Like you got these type of athletes that feel like they're on top of the world, and they can't help themselves. Nobody can when they're out there because you want to let your hair down out there. But now you not only set yourself back, your family back, the person that you crash into, but you set back an organization that you kind of set a promise to by signing your name on the dotted line to use better judgment in these situations. And not only did he get into an incident, but uh, Josh Jacobs got into an accident out there in California earlier. This, I, mean, I mean, in uh, Las Vegas earlier this season too, uh, before the season. So they're having a bunch of things that's popping their head up to kind of derail the Raiders. It's just hopefully you get a sign like uh, Derek Carr that can hang on and just be the leader and just be like, guys, I need y'all because it's been so much against me. Like, right. Carr's always falling apart. Something's happened. Whether the 2000 and I think 13 season, he broke his leg when they were 12 and 3. Uh, on Christmas week, and then they go into the playoffs with Connor Cook, and everything falls apart. Like they need this team to hold together as best as possible. You have a coach that has three different agendas on how he's viewing people. They need this team to stay together. And you have a you have a bone. I'm sorry that I'm using this type of judgment. Please forgive me. But you have a cornerback pulling out guns on social media and threatening them and telling them to come to his house. Like, are you out of your mind? Not only are you an athlete, you're an African-American. They're going to come for you. You got to use better judgment. Like, you got to be smarter than that. Like, like who coached you? Who fathered you? Who brought you into this world and said that that's okay? Like, that's not that's not smart. You got to be smarter than this at the end of the day. This day and era when you got a phone where it's basically a tracking device. Every electronic thing that you have is a tracking device. I don't care where you think you're going. Las Vegas, California, Colorado, Washington, Florida. That is a device that they know where you are at this point in time. So you got to be smarter than that. Then you signed a dotted line of millions. Right, listen, if you told me to go play football 
for a million something dollars this year. You you think I got time for this gangster mentality? God bless the soul, Aaron Hernandez, to pull guns out and go shoot. Boy, please, this is all giving up. I'm done. You don't have to worry about me acting up in front of anybody. I, I give it all up. Look, you you listen. I'll come back in 20 years if I want to do it. Like I'm done. Exactly. This this is this is the mindset that these people have. And then you know, kind of like switch the pace up. You have a situation that's happening with uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook and his uh, ex-girlfriend stabbing him. Like, how dangerous is this getting? Like, celebrities are not safe anymore. I hope people know nowadays. Like, I can't let if you're threatening them or not. They could come and get you. No matter who you are, you breathe this air, you bleed that blood just like the rest of us. Yeah, it, it's amazing, Ty, how, you know, like these these football players who go and they make all this money and they can't leave their life behind them. Like, I don't – I. I don't. I don't understand it. I, it's something I never will because I feel like for myself, if I got the opportunity to play football, and if I knew any of the boneheads that I grew up with who were troublemakers, I, I'm not bringing them with me. That's just me. Like that. That's my mentality. I don't want. I don't want to blow this opportunity. I don't want to lose this opportunity. And I and to go and to go back to Barry's comment. I think it was Leonard Little. I think Leonard Little talks to talks to the players before the season. I could be wrong because I know I think he, you're right. Because he had the accident with the Rams where he killed he he hit the, he was he had a DUI and a, Dante Stallworth, you know, he did the same thing. He ran someone over. So but I think it's Leonard Little. I could be hundred percent wrong, but that's who I, I know Stallworth did he did co- commit the vehicular manslaughter and ended up doing 30 days in prison, but he got lucky getting that sentence and he got a thousand hours of community service and his driver's license was taken from him for the rest of his lifetime. So, like, and that's upon the situation that Ruggs would be able to try to line up, but Ruggs has only been in the league for two to three years. He doesn't have the money that Stallworth had. Like, Stallworth ended up having to pay, like, over $20 million. He doesn't have that as of his rookie contract. He's not getting that type of money, so you're not going to be able to pay anybody off it. Yeah. He he needs a lot to go his way unless a lawyer Right. Yeah, right. and, 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 and and not condoning what Stallworth did, but it unfortunately it's a different time and different era. And you you know, with social oh, no. media and the pitchforks, they're, they're right. gonna come for him. It's you know, everybody's a lawyer on social media, everyone's medical advice on social media. I don't go to the doctors anymore. When I need when I need lawyer advice, <laughs> I go I go to social I go to Twitter and I go to Facebook. That's where I go. <laughs> I don't know where you guys go. Like, I go to like, Joe Rogan. I was just <laughs> gonna say that. <laughs> Yeah, yes. nah, he, he's Rogan. advising everybody these days, like uh, Aaron Rodgers. So might as well go to Joe Rogan. Hey, well, if Joe Rogan said it, it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like like Mike Dunbar commented, he wrote, he wrote, you know, he did 156 miles and he had a DUI, so he's probably going to get you know murder. The murder three charges, because again, you know, as reckless as he was, there was not an intent to kill anybody, so they're not going to get him on that. Right, you'll never get murder one. Uh, murder two is kind of tough. You always, as a lawyer, I mean, this I this much I do know. You go for the charge that you know is going to stick um, right. in court. So, um, but yeah, it's just an unfortunate situation, and you know, I just hope you know everybody, you know, pulls through it. It's, um, you know, it's it's beyond football at this point. And and to your point, uh, TP's point too. We don't, you know, I don't know how much of his money was guaranteed. Um, before he got released, but you know, not this. You're you're right. It affects him, and it affects you know his people around him, his family. He, he, he was going to bring his whole family up, elevate them 
from whatever situation they were in and, and start to provide for them and then really give them more of a future. And now that's all wiped out. It affects so many people at this point, you know, his, his family, um, you know, his, his, you know, kids or whatever, generational wealth, what have you. So um, his guaranteed money was 16 million. Yeah. So his whole salary would have to go to the family. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, and hope that, you know, if, if, if something like that happens, that he plays somewhere, whether it's the XFL in 2022, if he doesn't get jail time, like there's. Yeah. Well, he, he, his salary wouldn't go to the family. Uh, that's why you have insurance. Insurance would pay it. They don't sue him. They'd sue his, his insurance company. They'd probably True. sue State Farm. True. You're, no, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. But, yeah, but I, I think at some point the family would probably go after him for negligence civil. or something. Yeah, civil. civil. Yeah. yeah. So I mean that that'll definitely happen. But uh, generally, right. we have to. Uh, uh, what, what, oh, oh, pay the bills. Pay the bills. Uh, that's so funny. All right, we're gonna do a quick commercial, real fast for uh, La Terrain watches. You know, one of our sponsors, Chris. You're gonna handle that. Or you want me to do that? Chris has got it. So right. yeah, we'll be right back with more. Of Sports City Chefs meets CEV. Really? Because I can't get to There it is. They say every watch tells a story. Family. Moments. Lifetimes. With La Terrain, this is a watch that spans generations. Not just from where it came from, but for where it will go. Knowing one of these, having one of these is what being a professional being casual and being you is all about from our family to yours la terrain all right and we're back thank you again for la terrain for being a sponsor of the uh philly philly podcast and the cev sports podcast network uh, so, all right. Uh, where where do we leave off at? I mean, we can talk sports now here. <laughs> I mean, that is that is why we're here, so we can get right to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen. What what I definitely wanted to talk to you guys about. We kind of talked about it last week when we got together, uh, really quickly. Uh, is the Ben Simmons situation? You know, it's just been dominating. Um, you know, it's going back and forth. I'd love to get you know a Philly perspective on it. Um, I know I no, got my don't. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, you don't. <laughs> well, TP likes to cook, and I like to throw the seat, the hot sauce in there and get it all heated up. So, you know, I definitely love to fan the flames. But, you know, listen, from my, from my seat, um, I said it last night on our show. We had uh, the Crossover Cafe, had our, our season premiere uh, hosted by Dave, one of our chefs. Um, you know, I said basically – I don't believe you. You need more people, uh, to quote the great Jay-Z. Um, I, I, I feel like he's using mental health as a reason not to uh, not to have to show up and just to get his money. And I think it's, this is all about money for both sides. One side doesn't want to pay. One side wants to wants the check cut. Um, and they're trying to figure out ways, any way, to get it done. And it's just a, it's just a terrible situation it, that's only getting worse minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. 
Yeah, see, I, I, I think the Sixers want to pay him because they want him to play. But they're looking at this as like, dude, you're, you're not – like we, we did an episode a couple weeks ago on mental health and the importance of it. And, you know, it, it, it got heated between the comments because people have, have their own opinion about Ben Simmons, you know, what he's feeling. We don't know what he's feeling. We think he's faking it. You have to look at the history right now and look at the NBA – and how I feel the LeBrons of the world. You know, the, the social media king that is LeBron James isn't backing him up. Steph Curry isn't backing him up. Like these people who were active on social media who saying, let my man, leave my man alone. Let him play. Let him do this. Let him do that. Like they're not doing it. And it makes you wonder how serious this is. Like he's using mental health. If he uses mental health as an excuse and it comes out that he's using it as an excuse, he's got to be done in the NBA. You can't have that kind of thing on your team. For especially with the stuff that's going around with um who who stepped away uh the receiver. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley stepped away because he he was having issues. You know, Simone Biles, she got ripped for the Olympics. The biggest stage in the world, and nobody supported her. And then and, and I, I, again, I don't like bringing this up, but when Lane Johnson did it, he got all the support in the world. We know why. Like it's it's it, it's it's a delicate situation, unfortunately, and, and people don't want to talk about it. Lane Johnson got the pass, in my opinion. And if I'm wrong, anybody can anybody is more than willing to, you know, fix me, correct my statement. Because he's Caucasian. Simone Biles got it because of the world we're living because she's an African-American. And I don't care what anyone says. She's the greatest of all time. The people who are sitting there saying she can't do this, she can't do that, are the dudes sitting who who hurt their back reaching for their remote control. <laughs> like, the, And they're, they're not even armchair quarterbacks because they're already injured. And I hate that. And uh, listen, I love the Olympics. I love... I love gymnastics. Like I love, I, I mean, it helps because my daughter does all that stuff, but I love why. And I love watching her. Like if anybody turns on and actually watches her, she's amazing. And I saw the, the, her, I saw her live. So I took my kids to yeah, see her. My live, friends went last uh, week. Yeah. Last she's, week. she's ridiculous. And um, I can't do that. In a, if they had a gymnastics video game, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So the funny thing is I bought two tickets for my wife and my daughter. I had no interest in going, right? Just it's like <laughs> it's a it's a one the mother daughter day. And she's like, You're not going, you're gonna make me go by my dad. I'm like, all right. So I had to go go yeah, get to a couple more tickets. <laughs> so I got it, you know, we all had to go. So my daughter was in heaven, and you know, I'm with my son and he's liking it. I'm looking and then I watch her do her floor routine. I'm like, Yeah, it's I'm like, this is, she is amazing. Like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And, but it was a beautiful show, Chris, because she addressed the mental health issues. She, I love know, it. it. It's, a, it's a show with a lot of different gymnastics athletes and, and um, so, some of the Olympic uh, teammates were there as well. But, you know, loving yourself. And then she addressed the mental health issue in a segment. Uh, and, and, and I appreciated that because it's the elephant in the room. But I'm glad she talked about it and she didn't come out and talk about it, but she, you know, did something about it and, and really gave the young girls, a lot of white girls, let me remind you, something to say, you know what, it is all right. It is OK to come out and say, I, if I have something wrong with me, 
you know, I, I need to say something because like, especially us, like black men, we don't say nothing. Like if we got problems, we don't come to nobody. Like I deal with it myself. I don't even, I barely talk to my wife about it. You know, I'm glad Calvin really said something. So for me to see here, sit here and see Ben Simmons, I don't know if it's real or not. I Maybe you just don't want to play. You're mentally don't want to play because you don't want to go through what you're going to have to go through in Philly. That's, that's valid. But when you start talking about mental health, man, I have a problem with that. I really yeah, do. Maybe not make LeBron James' best friend your agent. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, Rich Paul does with clutch sports with the whole Nerlens Noel situation. They just don't look good. Like they're, no. you, they, they, the history isn't there for them to look good. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt when I the mean, whole we all were. Started, you, you have to. I, I was like, okay, look, you know what happened, like towards the, like at the end of last season, throughout the whole summer. Okay, fine. He he was at fault for that stuff, but then there was a three week period where I'm like, okay, look, if this guy's suffering, then you know what, lay off him, let him do his thing, and but then like you said, Barry, it, it came up, and and I heard something today that was very interesting, which I didn't catch on to this at all. Um, I watched a replay of the Sixers post game show, and Mark Jackson is on there, and. He started ripping Ben Simmons and his – well, he actually started ripping his, his agent because he actually said for the first time the other night uh, that it was a, a mental health – like mental illness issue. Like he's never actually come out and said that. And he said, now, now you're saying it. Basically saying now you're going down a road, you know, and you, you yeah, can't – You're opening you, up Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't. You can't claim this now after all this time and, and say that the Sixers are coming after him and trying to single him out and make an example of him when you're just now starting for the very first time to actually say mental illness in the same conversation. You know, it's one thing to say he's not prepared to play, you know, but I mean, he's not even going to the, to the complex to, to watch film. Yeah. He's not, he's not, he, he talked to his teammates and then he left. And he hasn't been seen from hasn't been seen around there since. He he can't practice. He can't watch film. All the Sixers wanted was a guy was was a doctor to basically give him a doctor's note to say I can't do this right now. And he can't produce that. I, I call out of work now. I call my doctor and they fax a note. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you. Can't. I could telehealth, man. I can right. go on Zoom. Right. To my doctor and so, something. So for me, it's now to the point where, like, if, if you're, if, like you said earlier, if you're using this as a ploy just to make sure you're getting a check and you think that I'm just going to use a mental health illness as, as the scapegoat so they can't not pay me, then, dude, you know what? You're, you're a lousy SOB. That, and, and the fact that you're letting your agency do that to you, like, because people say, well, he hasn't come out and said anything. But he's not stopping nobody from talking for him. Right. That that's the thing that gets me. He's not and, stopping what's being said. And again, the stars of the NBA aren't backing him up. That's that's another thing. It's very telling. Right. Touch it. They, you don't want to put your name on that, and you, no. you got a pie in your face, right or wrong. You don't want your your name nope. attached to that right now. Yeah. And so right now, my opinion. Um, I mean, I I hate to actually say it, but I don't think he's telling the truth. I think he's lying about it. And I 
I really could care less what happens with him at this point when it comes to the Sixers. Like, if if they're able to move him, fine. If if they're going to have him sit at this point, I can't say that's wrong. You know, I'm I can't. I'm just I'm really disgusted at because it seems like he's being outed now. Like that he's like the BS is coming out, and like Chris said, no one in the NBA has his back. No, no one's sticking up for the guy. So, like, imagine we like, like we'll get we'll get off that. But imagine Maxi and and Joel together. Like, imagine what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I obviously think that um he does not want to play basketball. Period. Me neither. I agree. Period. There's no way that if it's the same situation that I put in front of Arnett, that cornerback in Las Vegas with the Raiders. There's no way that you're going to put yourself in jeopardy where you're making millions of dollars. You're thinking of not only changing your lifestyle, but your mother or father's lifestyle, your kids and grandkids' lifestyle at the end of the day. And just because stuff went wrong for you in the past season or so, that you don't want to be involved with that team, you're not even speaking up about anything else other than, oh, well, I have a mental health issue now, like as of this current time or point now. This team sat through... Hell, or let me let let me just take this off. Not this team. This city of Philadelphia sat through hell, trusting a process, waiting for them to get somebody to come there and save them. They went and got a dude out of Kansas who had a broke foot for two years in a row. His foot was broke for two years in a row. He did not get to play basketball. They went and got an Australian that went to LSU and did not provide any type of good play while he was in LSU. But he was a six ten, six eleven talent that could dribble the ball, make passes in the, in the lane. They could run and break. They said, fine, we'll run with you. This was their process. They had a oversized front line, and it's like this guy could actually be using different facets, and this didn't even work. And they had the, the point guard. I got you. Hold on. I, I know you like what I, I know you like what I cook. Just, just, just grab some hot sauce. Just, just grab some hot sauce. I'm going to cook a little bit. So you mean to tell me that <laughs> while they're, they're in a seven-game series, they're giving you $33 million to play basketball in one calendar year, and you shot the ball seven times in a seven-game series combined. Combined, and you became the joke around not only your city, not only the league, but probably to your friends and family, like, what's going on, Ben? You have no answer for them. Maybe he wants to do art. Maybe he wants to travel the world. Maybe he wants to fly hot air balloons. I don't know, but you need to go find that and tell them that you retired from basketball while these people still think that they got a belief in you. Or another team may try to bring you there and you pull this crap in another city. And that's bull crap. There's no way that you can sit up here and tell me that you do not want to shoot a basketball and hit a game winner. When you go and practice that jump shot that you act like you can't shoot, you go and practice, you grab a basketball and you play defense? Or do you grab a basketball or you just watch a screen? No, you grab a basketball and you shoot. So ABC means you go out there and provide offense to this team other than dribbling it and passing the ball or trying to dunk. You gave up a dunk at the rim while Trey Young was there because you spun on Gallinari. You thought Gallinari was coming. Like, that's that's inexcusable. You're basically making up an excuse to not play basketball. This is fun. The dunk of basketball is fun. To play basketball is fun. I mean, it may be serious at the end of the day to try to bring a championship back to Philadelphia who has not gotten a championship since the early 80s when we were born. Like, like. This is incredible that you come up with the story right now to blame this on mental illness where you didn't want to go seek help. They actually provided you a doctor and you did not want to go until Rich Paul said, you know what? You're losing a lot of money by staying home. You better go. 
and then you finally go. This is a game. This is a joke. I'm sorry that I'm saying like this. I'm not being malicious to anybody that may have mental health issues. Believe me, I have people in my life that are dealing with this right now. He is checked out of basketball. You have no excuse. You're saying, oh, I want to go play in California with Steph Curry. These dudes have one loss in the season. I don't want to bring you here. I don't listen. We have one <laughs> loss. I don't, I, you, you think I'm gonna bring you here? And do you who's about you gonna take Draymond? And then you don't <laughs> shoot. Then what? Then, what? What are we gonna do? We want Draymond back? Like no, I don't want you here. You you lucky yeah. we don't send you to the Rancho Cucamonga cockroaches. That's that's what you need to go. Like I'm not. That's one place I would send you to in California. I'm not trying to hear that. Like that's bull crap. And, and you go to a city of Philadelphia where listen, Philly would raise a star. Like like they would do everything in their power. Now you're one of the people that they threw batteries at. Or snowball the Santa Claus. Like this is what they would do to you. They they kicked you out of a restaurant from what I heard out there in Philadelphia. You are embarrassing yourself by doing this. You don't even come up with statements to say, like, okay, more than just this. Like, what's going on? Like you had uh Kevin Love come out and speak on these mental health illnesses and, and is an advocate for this. Like, do something, say something. Where are you? They this city waited on your talent, like whether it's you or somebody else, they waited for this to spark up and you have no say so at all all you could say is mental health i'm not buying it you went all the way to wimbledon and sat up there kissing a girl in the crowd you have no mental illness situations there you flew across the world or around the world to do this I, i'm not hearing that you you better go out there and do something because if you get to another team you better be able to go there average 17 points nine rebounds eight assists that, that's what you're capable of i know you can that and you know what it, he does have a mental issue tp to your point he mentally is weak. That's what I think it is. He, he he can't take the pressure of being in Philly. He's been coddled his whole life. When it got tough, he broke, and he couldn't take it. Uh, you know, Philly's not wrong. The, the Sixers' hands aren't clean. They're washing their dirty hands in the same sink as, as Ben Simmons, right? They should have got rid of this guy. They, but you got to look at it. I look at it from Philly's perspective, where they bent over backwards for this guy. He he wanted a max. He if he didn't want to be there, why did you sign the max contract? It, it, you already did never got along with Joel Embiid, right? It was always a problem with him. But you signed that contract. You got your money, right? When when w- the worst thing in the world was when uh, they had to let. Uh, Jimmy Buckets go because he couldn't play with Ben Simmons, right? Ben Simmons needed the ball in his hand. They placated to you and got rid of a guy that probably, if he would have stayed, me got you a championship, right? No, that's not good enough. Now you got the whole situation throughout the playoffs and, you know, taking seven shots as a star. And they've done everything, like, the, the point is like when you when when they stopped the checks from coming in earlier this season, you came to practice. You had the cell phone in your pocket. You you were playing. You were there. You may not have checked that you were checked out, but you were there. But as all of a sudden, when they when they say you're not going to get paid and they kicked you out of practice because you wouldn't want to participate. Oh, I got issues, man. I I can't. I, I can't, man. I got. Oof, I got issues. Like, what are we talking about here, man? Like. And I'm not trying to make fun of people like TP no, said with, with mental listen. issues because it's real. It's a, but to to Eric's point, he said he was mentally unfit to play. But then when you came out and said mental illness, now you're going up a different path. And now you got. I hope 
to God, it's real. I really do. I really do. You, you know how exhilarating it is. Exhilarating it is listening to non-Philadelphia fans talk about this situation and hit. Oh, it's, it's still forget Philadelphia sports. I don't. I don't care about Philadelphia sports. <laughs> Nobody does. No, Nobody does. No, but I'm saying. <laughs> but like, it's, just it's just something to talk about. You know, it's just something to talk. About. You know. No, but I'm saying I, I, I just feel I just feel bad for people like you that really trusted the process. You know what? No, I'm not gonna I never, lie. I never, I never, I'm a, the, I never I'm a, I'm, the yes, you did. Yes, result. you did. Yes, you did. No, yes, I didn't. You hold on, hold on. I want it. Hold on. I am on record. I am on record. I'm talking Brandon. Now they're talking with body language. Barry, you see this with body language. They got fingers out and everything. This is terrible. You're you're with the city of Philadelphia, right? Look, look, they're with the city of Philadelphia, and you know I'm gonna say it like this. I know I'm a Dyer fan. I know I love every last one of my teams that I love, and they know, especially Christopher here, know that he loves his Philly team. Every last one of them. If somebody came up to him and, and, and walked up to a, a cheesesteak spot and said, "You know what? All Philly teams suck," you know he punched somebody in the mouth. You know, you know, probably like, <laughs> right there on the spot. Walk and look, and he, he probably would be like, "I don't care." He'd be like, "Wait a minute, I might be mad at the Sixers right now. I might have to say sorry." Like he would do that right now. He's up here saying that he didn't touch the process. You listen, okay, <laughs> okay, smack, smack, punch, whatever happens to their mouths, they're busted at the lip somehow, somewhere. They can't eat their steak the right way. They got ketchup. <laughs> it's not the real question. But but fact of the matter is, they sat there for the years to go to trust the process, to have the turnover, to have a strong enough team to be number one seed in the Eastern Conference. You got to the number one seed in front of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden and could not get that done because one of your stars, I won't even call you a superstar. I mean, you lost that for me. At least to me, you lost superstar. If they considered you one, I don't. And you fell asleep against the Hawks where you probably had the advantage. You had home court at that. And now you're not playing the game because you look bad. It was you. Like, I get it, and Bede may be out of shape. They have to figure that out. Um, everybody else has things that may linger with that team, but you are a part of that process, that problem. That's you, that this city waited for. So I can just imagine us being mild-mannered. I know that we may be heavy in the mind of following our team and sports and things of that nature, but come on. There's a whole city that's ready to throw batteries, snowballs, earrings, sneakers, shoes, Pencils, pens, cameras, I don't care what. They're going to do that to you because cities of Philly is ruthless. Like, they're they not playing. They love their teams, every last one of them, from the Eagles to the Flyers, the Broad Street bullies on down. Like, you can't run from this and think, oh, I just left Pennsylvania so I could just be cool in Memphis or I could be cool in California. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's going to follow you until you win a championship with that championship being one on your back, not you just being a part of that team because you were a leader. In Philadelphia, you are no longer lead anybody. You're a follower from now on, no matter how you paint it. No, you're you're hundred percent right. And you know, Ben Simmons would have been better suited going to a team with shooters around him, like the the, the Steph Curry years. I mean, I'm talking like four four years ago, not like when we could have had the opportunity. Like he he's he can pass the ball. You know, I wanted Brandon Ingram. Like I've I've read everything about Ben Simmons. Like everything that the scouting report says happened. I'm like, no. I'm like, he can do good things, but Ingram can do better things. Right. <laughs> and I wanted Brandon Ingram. And it's like, it, but I'm not. But if people sit there and say, well, you know, you, you root for Ben Simmons. I, I root for Ben Simmons because he's on my favorite basketball team. Right. Just just like people who sat there and said, you know, you rooted for Michael Vick, who you know did did, did whatever he did. But I'm like. He plays for my favorite football team. Like it's it's like I, I'm not gonna 
wish ill will against the 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 team, the guys on my team. Like like me, me and Eric have argued all year. Dubo Herrera, I hate the guy. I'm not going to root against him. I'm not going to root for him, but I'm sure as hell not going to root against him. He <laughs> plays center field for my favorite team. He doesn't play it well, but he plays for my favorite team. Like, and that's that's where I get lost with people when they sit there and they make these statements about their about their players. Right. Like, EP, like, did I just say that? Yes or no? Did I say that this was he was about his trusting his process and all of this, and he said no, but now it's his favorite team and how he was supporting got two of Did I did I not cook that up? EP, yes or no? EP, did I cook that up? Yes or no? Yes or no? Did you like that? <laughs> I, 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 I was right. I was smelling that coming through. I was smelling that. Yeah, the, only, the only thing I smelled was like, the. Uh, I felt like I was walking down. the Italian market. It was right. good. I, I cook with, with Sazon. See, that's the thing. So people like the flavor that I put through this. And now, now all of a sudden, he's, he's, he's actually. So part of coping with the problem, like it, it's good that he's speaking out about. It. See, this is how Ben could be dealing with mental issues. See, you see what I'm yeah, saying? Like the fandom. This, this may be a mental issue for fandom. In, in Philadelphia, and I don't want this to be happening. No, but I'm just joking around because I love you too. But you no, know, I, know. <laughs> I, I don't care. Hold on, I'm a Philadelphia fan. You cannot insult us. Right. Like, no, 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 no. The hell and no. rigor and back and. No, and, and no. yes, I can. You just said you just said you weren't talking the process. Right? You just you just said you wait wait. Hold on, this has nothing to do with Detroit. We're talking about Philadelphia. Yes or no? Just tell me if we can go to Detroit. I, this place will shut down if I start talking about Detroit. No, no, no. Right I mean, I'll, I'll leave the show. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I, I kept it in Philadelphia. See, see, see what they do. Bam, you see what happens. I, I tell you, they love my food. Even even when they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. But this is what happens, right? He said he wasn't trusting the process, and he was. That's the thing. He was trusting the process, and he's not the one of thousands. He's the one of maybe millions of Sixers fans that are just like, him, or millions of Phillies fans that are just like, because they keep falling short on some BS where they should be better. And he knows that. And the Sixers should have been better. They should not have lost to Atlanta Hawks team. I'm sorry. They shouldn't have lost to the Hawks, period. period. No, I agree. Ben Simmons is who he is. He's a player that was he wanted to get by on what he could do. He would never get better. He would never push himself to get. I said this on another show, and I think me and TP were on the same show. And I said, if Lonzo Ball can make himself a shooter, there's no excuse. Because that guy had no jump shot. Thank you. No jump shot. Yeah. And he's he yeah. he's shooting over forty percent, right? TP from three point land. If he can do it, there's no excuse. Ben Simmons doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to do it. That's the point. I mean, he might he might want to take a badminton. Who knows? He might want to play badminton, volleyball. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what he want to do. Curl. He might do curling. You know, get on the ice and scrub the ice and make sure the puck gets to where he needed to go. You never know. Yeah, exactly. You know what it was? It was. And, and and listen, I'm I'm going to be one of those ones. And Eric will tell you the first three games of the Atlantic Hall series, his plus rating was outrageous. Sure, he was shut down, he, and, and then he, he just he, fell off the face of the earth the last four games. I mean, you give him credit because he was shutting down one of the best point guards in the playoffs. In that that was torching my Knicks. Right, I won't even say his name because just to say his name pisses me off. As my Knicks lost today, um, you know, but he 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 shut him down. But he, that's all he wanted to do. And, and it's like, we needed more from you, and you didn't give it. You didn't want to try. I yeah, think it, in two of those games in that seven-game series, he shot no shots in the fourth quarter. I think it's like two of them. I think like two games he had like over three shots that he shot, but he shot the ball seven times in a seven-game series. Like that is disgusting. 
33 million dollars. I feel I don't know if y'all ever seen the one um movie um all about the Benjamins and mm. um Mike Epps, he's seen a wallet in the backseat. He said 45 million dollars worth of lottery tickets. Am I crazy? Dude, I'm insane. Like, like to play basketball for 33 million dollars, you think to shoot the ball? I'm shooting like crazy. Like, are you telling you're telling me to shoot? Like, and, and people are waving their hand like you ain't gonna shoot. And you still looking for a pass? Yeah, right. I'm going crazy. I'm pulling the trigger. Period. Mm -hmm. Get get under Joel's rebound. I'm not. He didn't even try. To your point, let me go. He didn't yeah. even try. That's a fear of failure, and that's 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 just you didn't want to. At least if you would shot it up and drew a brick, at least we would have said, you know what? At least he was out there trying. He didn't even try. Yeah, he didn't he, even try. He, 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 I wish he would have had the AI mentality because that dude shot all the time. And TP knows I I'm a UConn fan, right? So I I grew up Ray Allen, uh, Kerry Kittles, and Allen Iverson, and 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 uh, Felipe Lopez. That's the era that me and TP grew up. I hated Allen Iverson when he when I was uh, when he was at Georgetown. And TP's a big Georgetown fan, but when he went to the Sixers, I had to give it up. I was like, I understand because he he became my favorite player in the league. Because he he his toughness and he he was a dog and he had that mentality. If Ben Simmons had AI's mentality, the sky's the limit for him. But it, he's not built that way. He's just not. Well, no, and you're exactly right. Like it was, it was only like a not that long ago. It was like about a week ago. Um, Jason Kelsey from the the Eagles. He was asked about um, playing in the city of Philadelphia and. He legit touched on the Ben Simmons stuff, you know, and said, like, you just got to play. And, you know, you got to play and, and play hard and go out there and do your just do your job. And this is not a hard city to play for. Yeah. He said, you know, he said, don't make excuses. Just go out, do your job, and they will love you. I mean, to this day, I bet you former Phillies outfielder Aaron Rowan will never have to pay for a meal because he ran face first into the fence. Everybody loved him because he broke his face trying to catch a ball. Right. They, they loved him for it. I mean, okay, and I'm going to go into one that Chris knows I'm going with. They love a backup quarterback because he won. He, he helped win him the Super Bowl. The guy's right. garbage. He's hot garbage. And just because he won the Super Bowl, a lot of people, Chris included, call him their favorite eagle of all time. Me, I'd rather go with Zach Gertz because he caught the winning touchdown. But hey, whatever. He actually had talent. <laughs> right. right. So, so well, well, yeah. It's funny because how Eric brought up, you know, just go out and do your job. Play yeah. the game play that you play. The kids' game. Look at Brian Dawkins. The guy, <laughs> yeah. Like legend. He he was he was not very vocal. He was vocal on the field, and that dude was loved. People cried when he signed with the Broncos. Me being one of them. Like it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was, you know, was ridiculous, you know, and he didn't do he, other. I mean, he was a really good safety. I mean, he mm -hmm. and he wasn't he, he was he just wasn't he was an imposing force and he was so small in stature and he commanded the room. He commanded this whole city. This whole city cried when he when you, you saw the picture of him as an executive holding a Super Bowl ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's like Eli in New York, and it's like it's in 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 AI in Philly. AI didn't win a championship, but he will never have to pay for anything. And why AI is not in the front office for the Sixers is beyond me. You guys can ask 
answer that in a minute. But real quick, Eli Manning, when they took him out for Geno Smith, I don't think they realized how important he was and how beloved he was in this city until they took him out, right? Because he worked hard. He came to work every day. He may not have had a great game. He may have thrown four picks in the, in the playoff game, but he came to work every day, and it, we respected him for it. That's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. AI left it on the court, man. Like, that guy, I'm, I'm t- watching him getting beat up and still coming and dropping 50 on your head because that's who he was. And Philly respected him for it. Philly loved him for yeah. that. You know what's funny is, is you, you bring up Eli Manning and him getting benched. We legitimately talked about this last night. Mm-hmm. And I said, when a Philadelphia Eagles fan thinks it's ridiculous that Eli Manning got benched for Geno Smith by that coach. <laughs> like, an Eagles fan, an but, Eagles uh, fan feels sorry for him. Like, what? Like, listen, that, 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 move, <laughs> that, that, move, that move got McAdoo fired. I don't even say that his name. Him I don't even say his <laughs> name. don't even say his name. I'm talking, th- th- well, well, since I'm on the outside looking at McAdoo did that for seven days, put Eli right back in there, got fired, and Eli said, you know what? Bon voyage. See you later. And they got rid of Odell. New York was like Kevin McPallister. I couldn't wait for Odell to get out of town. I couldn't wait for Odell to get out of town. I didn't want him there. I thought, I thought he was a major distraction. I'm, I was glad when he got traded. I'm happy that he's in L.A. right now. I think it's a good situation for him. He doesn't have to be the star, but I think he's on in a better situation. It just didn't work with Baker Mayfield. But, um, yeah, I, you know, it, I don't even say that coach's name. I don't even say that. I, I don't even like how they try to make him escape go to New York, let alone in Cleveland. Like, Cleveland's situation has got its own different dynamic, but I'm just talking about the New York situation. They didn't want a guy of Odell's, I guess – flamboyancy, shall I say, to be the face of the organization. So they were going to go with Eli Manning at 38 years old. Are you are you serious? Like, you really think he has, like, what, Tom Brady, seven more years left in him? He was throwing mm-hmm. picks at an alarming rate. And you're going to go away from a guy that was an all-pro receiver potentially at that time. Like, that that's ridiculous. Like, that that's what the Maras and the Gettlemans get at this point in time. And now they're still fishing – even with the receivers that they have, they're still injured. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you up. But I'm sorry. I, I, I don't <laughs> listen. No, nah, because I, I, I really don't like bringing this back around because it's like <laughs> I just didn't want him here. And and it wasn't the flamboyance. It was just that he's a malcontent. And, you know, he proved that in Cleveland more than he did in New York because they were winning. And he still right. wasn't happy. That's, that's why I didn't like him. And that's why, I mean, he proved me right. You know, they sent him to Cleveland to punish him. And they were right. they won with him there, <laughs> and he still wasn't happy. What are we talking about here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But can we can we talk about how Baker Mayfield is overrated? I mean, oh, he's crap. I mean, okay. he's not crap. I mean, he's a he's a good he's he's an average for, quarterback for what he is. He he is he's what he mediocre. is. He's mediocre. He's a, well, let's let's do that. He's, he's an Eli Manning. Uh, Eli Manning's a better quarterback than, but he's he's a number one pick that you have to build a team around. He doesn't elevate the team, right? Peyton Manning elevates the team. Tom Brady elevates the team. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, Pat Mahomes, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers elevates the team. Baker Mayfield's not going to elevate your team. The team has to play good around him to win. And, you know, they're going to win in spite of him. So yeah, that's, 
That's who Baker yeah. Mayfield is. And he's gonna get him. He's gonna get an extension. He's gonna get a max extension. And he's gonna be the most overpaid, overpaid quarterback in the history of the NFL. So, um, you, so you're saying so? Again, I, obviously, I wasn't. I didn't know the Odell situation. So they tried to make him the face of the franchise, and they just the city wasn't ready for it. I'm asking. I don't know. I mean, you know, honestly, I I, 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 I remember. He came on the radio, at local radio at WFAN, got into it with Mike Francesa, who is like, you know, the biggest, you know, legend in his own mind, but he is a legend. And ever since then, he, like, guys on the radio just pounded on him, pounded on him, pounded on him. And, you know, he, it just didn't mix. Like, the fit, young fans loved him, like the, but the old school fans didn't. And they tried, you know, the young fans were so, well, LT did the same thing. But, you know, when Odell does it, is you know it's a problem. It's like, nah, man, you're not putting LT on the same level as Odell Beckham, man. You're not doing that, right? <laughs> so it's, but it, it just didn't work. It just didn't work here. All right, I, I was wondering because you know I always go back to the former quarterback who was here, Carson Wentz, and you know I just the the way the city reacted towards him the last like his last two seasons, I just don't think they were ready for you know a religious person. You know that's my opinion. They weren't ready for a religious person to be the star of the city. Like, I just don't think they were, you know, the love for Jalen hurts is mind boggling. And I just, it, 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 it hurts my brain sometimes. It, I don't it does. think, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's it. I really don't. I haven't seen anything to say that he's it. In, oh, thank uh, God. Someone else is saying it. Thank you. And thank you for being on our show. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. It, it, there's no quarterback in the draft that I There's would take Jalen Hurts right now. The year, the year we could have three draft picks in the first round, there isn't a single blessed quarterback worth taking. I'm telling you right now, unless that one of those picks is a top five pick, I take all three picks, trade them for the Seattle for Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, only only quarterback I would think about taking is Coral, right? From um from Ole Miss, right, TP? Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, the kid, the kid no Ritter out of Cincinnati is pretty good too. Ritter's a pretty okay. good quarterback. Um, and no, there's another kid. There's a young. There's another. Uh, there's a black quarterback. I can't remember his name. But the, these guys don't really move the needle for me. I'm looking at free agency if I'm Philadelphia for a quarterback. I'm not looking in the draft. I'm, I'm looking to see if uh, Cam Newton gets pride free from uh, Carolina. If uh, Aaron Rodgers is is loose. If Russell Wilson. Is malcontent still in Seattle and wants his way out? That's where I'm looking. I ain't looking in the draft. That no, they, 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 they could get Geno. Geno is sitting underneath Russ, so you know you get that job from <laughs> Seattle. You know they could go back yes. and get Nicholas Foles. Nick Foles is the, the man in Philadelphia, so like he come back. He he didn't leave by them pushing him away. He got money. He got money to leave. Like he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna do this thing. Like Gino's a perfect fit, TP, because he's got his own steak uh, shack right, right in, in in Philly. Right? Gino's, Gino's, Gino's. yeah, right, exactly. Most so, overrated, marvelous. Like, like they they should have specials every Sunday if he throws like three touchdowns, free steak and cheeses to everybody down there in Philadelphia. What do you get? You no know, one will be having picks. free cheese steaks on Monday. <laughs> Listen, what do you listen, what do you get when he throws you, three picks? You better trust the process. That's what you do. Just get him <laughs> in there and trust that process. See? So, process. So, so I, I just wanna I just wanna give you a big recap of what we dealt with as a Philadelphia fan base with the whole Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Jalen Hurts situation. Mm, mm. No, no, I no, no, you're listen, there's no tears here. 
Carson Wentz. All right, so Jalen Hurts should be start over Carson Wentz. But Nick Foles should be here to start over Carson Wentz. And then Nick Foles is also the backup to Jalen Hurts. That's what we dealt with. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what do you call you our know, fa- what giant, do you call I our really fan base, Eric? I really I don't care. I I I, 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 I I've coined our fan base idiot Delphia. <laughs> I, I mean, when, when, when you hear, okay, now, now, now here, here's my thing. Okay. Now, Chris and I are not sold on Jalen hurts. Like Barry, you just said yourself, you're not sold on him either. Um, this city and around the NFL criticizes Howie Roseman. Cause he is not a good talent evaluator. He sure as hell can't draft. But everybody in this city is so hell-bent on saying, nope, uh, Jalen Hurts is the man. He is a franchise quarterback. So all of a sudden now you're going to trust the guy who you said can't do anything right as a general manager. But no, he got this right. And nobody wants to look at the flaws that have followed him from college. And they're still there. Now – I read a great article today by Jeff McLean from uh, who, who writes for the Philly Inquirer about the about he covers the Eagles. He said that he is the best of the Teddy Bridgewaters in the NFL, and I said that's a really good comparison because I I've, I've said he's an above average backup quarterback, and he's probably on the verge of average, maybe above average NFL starter. He's not elite. He's not franchise. I mean, but yeah, I'm just not seeing it. And and every day we're hearing, well, it's only his seventh game. It's only his eighth game. Well, guess what? From the four he played last year till now, he's got 13 games under his belt. He's four and nine. He's not showing me anything. And I'm now today saw someone say, well, you know, he needs two full year, two full years. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, you know, now now we're kicking the can to two full years. Instead of just give him one year as a complete starter, now we're going to give him two. But unfortunately, because of the draft, it might happen. I mean, it might happen. So, and I'm disgusted by it. <laughs> I really am. I really am. I was and a lot of people say I'm biased because I was a big Carson Wentz guy. You know, someone uh I was talking to a guy at work he told me, you know, well, Jalen Hurts is in, in the in his first eight games of his first full season. He has something like in, in NFL history, he's at right now the second he has the second highest yards in in history in like his first full season, first eight games. I was like, okay, so what's that prove? He's like, it's history, it's stats. I said, okay, well, 2019, Carson Wentz. The only quarterback in history to have 4,000 passing yards and not one wide receiver go over 500 yards. I went, guess what? Nobody cares. I said, I don't care about stats. I don't care about history. I said, I don't. I said, but you're going to sit here and tell me that this guy's the better choice. But then on the flip side, you'll want Nick Foles to start over Jalen Hurts just because he won a Super Bowl. I said, you people make no sense. That, that's what we deal with. On the radio here, it's what we deal with on social media here. 
And I, so when, when I coined Idiot Delphia, that, that got a good response. That got a great response. So I'm, I'm trying I'll to use that because I hate Philly and <laughs> I, I hope nothing but bad things happen to Philly fans. And uh, Well, bad things do happen I, to I, Philly. TP knows I still watch, I still have the image of the goddamn Deshaun Jackson running down the, the one yard line. Just get in the end zone, you jerk. I can't stand it. I can't. Nah, listen. Uh, <laughs> That brutal. That brutal. That was brutal. That was brutal. That was brutal. I don't know what's worse though, because the Giants are what three and six right now. They could probably reel off four or five more wins. They might have an outside shot, albeit really small, to get into the playoffs, and that could be the worst thing to happen to the Giants. Like because then now, Gettleman was right. Gettleman gets to come back, and nothing gets changed nothing worked you know what i mean like it's just you gotta it's just like you got a, a coffee mug with a hole in it and instead of getting a new coffee mug you just put your finger over it and say all right we're good Barry, I, Barry, I got a good question for you <laughs> you're gonna ask the same thing i was going to <laughs> last night on our show we had a giants fan who was in our comments and he literally told us that he would take howie roseman over gettleman any day What's your thoughts on that? Is it a Stephen A. Smith's screaming, stop smoking the weed? Or <laughs> I mean, can I take them both and take them to like, uh, take, them to, take them to the Grand Canyon, just leave them there? I mean, I, I like, here's the deal. And I defended Gettleman because it's crazy. Some of his draft picks kind of work, right? Andrew Thomas second year is playing pretty well until he got hurt. Mm -hmm. Aziz Ojari, the defensive end from Georgia is looking like a player picking up uh, Roche from, you know, off of waivers from the Steelers seems like a pretty good get, but then you got the Nate soldiers, right? You got, I, I love Saquon Barkley, but a, the best ability is availability. Where is he's not? That's a wasted number two pick. You move you you wasted a, a number six pick on a quarterback you could have got at number seventeen that nobody wanted in Daniel Jones because you thought the Washington football team wanted him. Okay, <laughs> like uh, I hear you. I, I just I, it just brings me back down. I, you know, I, I you know I, I I try to get up. I try to get hype for it. And it's like, he's not going to go away. It's just that little nugget. He's a nugget in the toilet. I can't flush him down. I can't get him to all the, I can't get it to go down the pipe. I can't I, get it to go away. I, I honestly, it, it's, I find this amusing to hear you saying that about Gettleman, because this is the same crap that we say about Roseman, the same exact stuff. Like if we could take Howie Roseman's decision-making away as a general manager and just make him a cap guy, like Joe Banner was back in the day, mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Get me somebody that can evaluate talent and draft right. and, and let Howie Roseman handle the, the money side of it. I wouldn't dislike the man so much. But he yeah, but yeah, I just I wanted your opinion on that because when when that when the, our, our our guy said that he would take Howie Roseman over Gettleman because he feels that the game is past Gettleman by. It's not even, I mean, like, listen, it's like, what toilet do I want to take a crap in? One with full of turd or one that's slightly full of turd? 
Like right. it's still full of shit. You know what I mean? Like what are, what are we doing here? Like I I can't take either one. Like you know, Gettleman is he's got to go. I can't allow him two first round picks in next year's draft. I can't allow him to have control over that. Um, you know, I I. I can't do it. And, and you know, I, I, I'm almost – I'm on the fence with J- Joe Judge now. I'm like mm. – I, I thought he was the right guy after his press conference. I thought year one it was good. But then, you know, we're talking about fix correcting the same mistakes. We're making the same freaking mistakes every week. It's crap, man. It's, you know. Well, at least your guys are not talking about looking at the flowers. <laughs> Cultivating a culture. Do you have any like um you know puffs or or like Kleenex or like <laughs> anything? Because these two are just crying away, and I don't like to see these people cry. Like I'm sympathetic to people crying. Like I don't I don't want no, this. Don't. Like this really feel no, like no. A, this really feel like a sympathy corner. And I'm trying to be here for them. But they, listen, they both wearing their proud green, they proud blue. And it, it only supposed to go so far, and they just trading shot after shot. Like you want gentlemen? No, I don't want to run that. Like that. Like, 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 like relax, you. It's okay. I really want to give you about the Aaron Rodgers slogan and say, "Relax, relax." Like, chill, chill. Okay, like like you you guys are immunized. Like it's all right, man. Listen, at the end of the day. Look, he's cracking up too. Look, look, knee slapping and everything. This is terrible. Look, <laughs> I am immunized. Chris is tapping out. <laughs> you guys will be all right. I, I really feel like. Hold on. I'm trying. I, they they had me sitting here for like 15 minutes with this, this crying story. I really felt like this was like the, the, the East game. retreat. Like I don't, I, I don't know what happened. Therapy session. This was our therapy session. Y'all better listen to All I Need by uh, Mary J. and Method Man and, and hope somebody rub y'all on y'all back and say, Eric, it'll be okay. You know, but it's okay. So, at the end of the day, you guys can fight, I guess, for second place because Dallas is off and running. And um, yeah, hopefully, at least from all that I've seen from at least the New York part, that they get rid of Gettleman. Gettleman's been, you know, far too dangerous for them year after year. I, I, I actually kind of disagree with Barry about the Saquon situation of him being a, a wasted pick. I really feel like they force-fed him a ton with nobody around him, and then he got injured, and now this is what they get. And it's like you guys got rid of Odell after his rookie season, and they looked like they were going somewhere, and Eli left you holding the gun. It's like, oh, well, you're in the middle of your crime by yourself now. And um, the Eagles situation, I feel like they, they didn't think about the people that they had there and got rid of a ton of them while they just got off of a Super Bowl win. Like, how do you get rid of all of those pieces after winning the Super Bowl? It's like, oh, we're content. We got a Super Bowl, and that's that. So what? Screw everybody. It's like, no, hang on to them and try to run that back. Like, what, what's going on? Like, or at least in a three-year window or trying to get that back. You, you had no mindset of where you guys are going in the future. You just were just content to bring that Lombardi back to Philadelphia, and everything was all right. You still got a city that is hardcore as ever that wants to see them continually do well. Like, that that's ridiculous. I don't understand the thinking or the logic of any of these GMs, whether in, in Pennsylvania or in New Jersey, being a New York Giant. Or, or the Jets, too. The Jets, too, if you want to throw them in the pot, too. Yeah, you're, you're on, you, you hit it on Ned. I mean, we could talk about it on the next show, but who who are your teams? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, football Lions, a basketball, I'm a Thunder fan. Baseball, these guys. And then hockey, I'm a Ranger fan. And the 
Rangers are doing great. So I love my blue shirt underground click for real. So hopefully they keep doing their thing. We could we could win this Eastern Conference and get right back to the cup. I need I need this right. The only common ground we have is the Rangers, but I don't really thank the Lord Jesus. I don't really follow yeah. hockey like that. So I'm told I told Eric until until the, the Rangers are in the playoffs. That's that's the only time I watch. I don't watch during the season. No, you no, gotta wrong. pay attention. You can't be a fair weather fan. See, this is what's wrong fair with weather fan. I I admit it. I'm a fair weather fan. I'm not a hockey guy. Yo, you know what, Eric and Chris, I thank you too because you guys made me learn something today. That all three of you have a common. All three, all three of you. You guys got help from people like me. You know, you got help. Allen Iverson came to save that city of Philadelphia. I'm a Georgetown guy. I never knew that Barry liked Georgetown until he said that today. He's an Iverson guy. and said that he he weared him on his sleeve. You see what I'm saying? He said he wanted to see Allen Iverson do well. Did, am I lying, Eric? Did you or did you not hear this? Yes or no? I did, did you that. or did you not? Not when he so, was so at Georgetown. In the, word, the, in the words of Al Pacino, in, in the words of Al Pacino in the movie named Scarface, you need people like me. So you could point the fingers and say that's the bad guy. So second night to the bad guy. That's right. You see Chris is Chris is all, Chris is all Barry all look at Barry Barry all look. Only person vibing with me is E. E been cracking up, laughing with his shoulders and everything. This is beautiful. You're lying I'm to the people. Stop lying I'm to not the lying. people. I'm lying to the people. I'm, I'm, I'm I, said, I said I and, said and you got Pat and you got did. Pat saying to fly over the Rangers. Tell him to stop flying. Didn't I stop say flying. I hated Georgetown? <laughs> I didn't say I hated Iverson at Georgetown. Huh? Yeah, and then you said you liked him after the fact. When he got to Philly, you, you knew he was in Georgetown. Georgetown. When he wasn't at you, Georgetown. You were paying attention since Georgetown. Because there's fact. There's, there, you can go to my Facebook page. I have my Iverson jersey in college. I, I, was, I have my Iverson uh, Sixers jersey at college. Real talk. Oh, my gosh. You were wearing a Hoyer. This is terrible. You know what? You like a, you like a lot of Hoyers. You like Ewing, too. This is terrible. You know what? And he got all of this hate. You don't like Patrick Ewing either? Don't pass out. Look, this this is how you make a villain pass out. They call me a superhero. I took off my blazer, loosened up the tie, you know this, and this is how I make a villain pass out. I don't need no kryptonite, no nothing. This is all these. All these. I, I know. I know. I know, Chris. I know. Chris, I got you. Terrible. 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 No, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. I love it. Like, I'm, I'm going to yeah, church, I, and I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> this is This is beautiful. I, I love it. Um, um, how do you guys? Well, quick, I, I want to ask this quick though. How do you guys feel about the Dalvin Cook situation? Do you think this hurts Minnesota moving forward, especially that they're in the midst of the NFC North? I don't think they'll catch the Packers, but it's like I want to see something make or break for Kirk Cousins because I am not a big Kirk Cousins fan. But um, they got Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and Thielen. Like these guys are monsters in their own right, and um, this coming up at the middle of the season for them. It's like crucial or critical. I want to see how you guys felt about that. Like, does Minnesota survive? Like, does Zimmer hold us together? How does Cousins move forward at the end of this contract that he signed a three-year for 88 mil that I feel like he was severely overpaid? But I want to see how you guys feel about that as well. Uh, so you're 100% right. He's severely overpaid. Um, you know, I, I, I listen, reading that things about Dalvin Cook, it's, it's, it's insane. It's it, Again, it goes back to it's not fair. Like, why do you know these? This stuff happens to people for no reason. Like, it it doesn't make any sense. Um, I, I think Minnesota will be successful when they don't have Kirk Cousins as quarterback anymore. Because you can't have all this talent and and have an, a guy who's zero and nine on prime time. 
who who chokes it up in the big time. He chokes. It's, he does. It's he there. Does. The staff the stats are there that he chokes. I don't want him to choke. I mean, unless he's playing my team, but you you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, you like that, <laughs> like 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 it's 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 stuff like that that you know, it's it's corny stuff like that that makes you laugh and root for the guy. But he's just I just don't think he's he's that good of a quarterback. I just you know, it, I hope it doesn't hurt Dalvin Cook. Um, I'm rooting for Dalvin Cook. You know, um, I've, I I always like Dalvin Cook. The Eagles, I really thought the Eagles were going to draft him. And then Minnesota traded up right before him, and, and, and in my opinion, that was that was an excuse me. This is for getting our first round pick for Sam Bradford, so we're going to take your running back that you wanted pick. And, and I mean, so you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I I don't think they go if they make the playoffs. I don't think they get very far. Yeah, I I'm. I'm really hoping that this whole situation doesn't get in, in Cook's head and it messes up his game, which that's what I'm more worried about because I'm a very big Dalvin Cook fan. I I mean, I love watching that guy play. He's just a beast when he runs. Um, and I, I'm worried about that for him because something like that can really play some major mind games on a guy's game. Um, Kirk Cousins is absolutely trash. I was never a fan of his. He's just absolute trash. Like, I couldn't believe that they they were willing to give him a, a fully guaranteed contract like that. And I mean, but more power to the trash can because he he has gotten he has gotten so much money in his career because he I, th- I think next to Sam Bradford, he's the only other quarterback that I that I can honestly remember that has actually benefited on every single cent that he's made in his contracts. You know, because mm-hmm. how many years in a row was he franchised? Like three years in a row, right? Yeah. Down in DC, yeah. Yeah, so he three years in a row he was franchised. Like he's made so much money, and he is terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he's he's actually perfect for like a fantasy quarterback. He'll have his weeks where he'll go like thirty points like four weeks in a row, and then just like a couple weeks ago, he'll throw a stinker up where he's like fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Yeah, he's just total trash. And but Jefferson, that one's always going to sting for me, because that I, I still don't understand where where the, where the Eagles took Rager over over him. I, I really don't. So that's always going to sting. So I mean, from a personal standpoint, I really don't ever want to see him play because it just bothers me every time I hear his name and I see his stats, and I just sit there, and <laughs> just sit there, and I look at this wall, and I just start pounding my head against the wall. <laughs> You know, so it, it's. Oh, I mean, but with that said, I I've actually been a. I'm I'm like kind of a pseudo quiet Vikings fan. I've always liked them, and but I don't. But I, I don't want to see them do bad. But I don't really. I like. I really. How am I going to say this? I don't want to see them do bad. But then I really don't care if they do. You know, it's like because I'm like like I was happy as hell when the, the Eagles played them in the NFC championship game, even though I wanted the Eagles to destroy them and, and they did, but I I was happy to see that because I just wanted okay, you wanted us, you got us. So, you know, you want to do the skull channel and the Rocky steps, okay, you're done. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean I think I think um the situation is unfortunate. Yeah, right, T P like um, you know, 
you're right. You know, these athletes are targets. And, you know, to have this situation come out where somebody accused him of something that's totally, you know, it could be false, could not be. We don't know. We need more information. But it's just a dark cloud, and it's like it's been hanging over him for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just the last week. It's been hanging over him for a year. So um, who knows how he's going to respond to it. I hope he can get through it and – um, you know the, the you know the truth comes to light, like he said. But to your point, Eric, it's it's not going to be because of Dalvin Cook that they don't win. It's going to be because Kurt Cousins can't get it done. Mm-hmm. And you know Washington had been starving for a quarterback, had one in their lap, and let him go. If Washington lets you go, there is something wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with Washington. Okay, like you know he's just who he is. He's a He's a fantasy quarterback who can't get it done when it counts. I mean, he'll he'll put up, you know, five touchdowns in one game. The next one he'll throw two touchdowns and four interceptions and and and, and throw an absolute stink bomb. You know what I mean? But fantasy-wise, two touchdowns and four interceptions, eh, not too bad. You know, that might get you about 10, 15 point fantasy points. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it ain't winning you chips. You know, the guy, you know – you could scream, how about that, all you want, but the guy is who he is. And he's not – I hate to say guys are trash, especially in this medium that we have, you know, we got to – you know, I, I can't do what he can do, right? My shoulder is all, all the way jacked up. You know what I'm saying? I can't do what any of these guys do, but I can tell you Minnesota's not winning a Super Bowl with this guy. Right. Well, with that, guys, you know, I uh, – uh, it's been great. You know, we got like we got a bail, but it's been an awesome show. We're going almost an hour and a half. I mean, I had a great time talking with you guys. Um, I know, I know, Chris feels the same, and like like Barry, we spoke before, and, and you you were awesome. And but Ty, you know, like you're 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 hysterical, man. I I, I definitely like what the chef is cooking up when you're you know when you talk. So it's uh, <laughs> as you can tell, my I've been laughing all night. So I'm I, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> the proof is in the cooking. The proof is in the cooking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't know. I'll give a quick plug, and then we can get out of here. But uh, you know, Sports City Chefs. You know, get to the website, SportsCityChefs.com. We got. We're on all streaming platforms. We got blogs. We got interviews. Chris, I'm waiting for in, uh, some blogs from you. Um, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, you know, waiting for stuff for Chris too. But um, you know. We got stuff going on on the website all all the time. Uh, looking to to continue this partnership with you guys, but um, you know we have shows on Block Talk Radio. Uh, TP is doing his show on Sunday, uh, the Sunday brunch, and then we have we have shows all over the place, and we got she- great chefs that come in and cook with us. So uh, I encourage you guys to come out and check us out. But thanks for having us. Uh, no problem, no problem at all. So, all you right, well, anything from Utah? Are you good? I just uh, I gotta find like a sponsor in tissues. Like I gotta help people like get their you know their emotions on these tissues. And you know I know napkins are okay so they can wipe their mouths, but as long as they can wipe their eyes and make sure that they don't wet up their their snot sleeves and stuff. I know I feel bad. I don't want you to do this in front of TP. Like I, I don't. Like I'm really here for you, man. I I wanted to sing like the bodyguard song that Whitney Houston sang for Kevin Costner or something. I really do, but I can't. I don't want to do this in front of America. You know so. On that note, check us out on every show that we could possibly put out. Love this uh, platform that we put together, having a great time with you guys. And um, I mean, I, I don't know how long you guys want to trust the process, man, but I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. If you want to talk oh, your problems out, Chris, I got a shoulder. Oh. Like, here, here. With, that being, 
that being said, thanks to Sports City Chefs for coming on. Obviously, thanks to Eric, you know, and myself, for everyone who commented, listened. We see everybody who viewed on Twitter and YouTube. And we'll see you guys on Monday. All right, man. Peace out, guys. guys. Go Giants. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.